0: Fascinating Volkswagen suck piece in car advice recently. (laughs) I don't know how they do it. The mother load of bad incentives and worse corporate concepts, neatly encapsulated in a three minute read. Personal opinion. Details next. I'm John Canogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. There is a category of, uh, let's call it uh, journalism, typically motivated by entirely bad incentives, which I would categorise broadly as... The editorial suck piece. Environmentally backwards Australia becoming an automotive third world, Volkswagen claims. This was the emphatically trouser TPing headline, which I found quite amusing in my favourite subsidiary of... (coughs) Costello's Cockheads, Car Advice. At the helm of Car Advice is, of course, one of my favourite senior executives, co-founder of the Meat Society, which I imagine is a sort of highbrow King's Cross Gentleman's Club nestled neatly in between Crack of Dawn and Condonimo Bay. But really, it isn't. He's a chap named Alex Parsons. Well done with this report, Alex, my view. 13 points out of a possible 10 for showing the audience you're really all about the advertiser their appeasement. Personal opinion, the anatomy of a suck piece is really quite simple, okay? You just give some poor slob on staff the directive to ring up an advertiser or a potential advertiser and just let whatever corporate weasel picks up the phone vomit some, I don't know, pre-prepared words with absolutely no merit onto the page until they cease heaving words. Then you just post it So, journalistically, it's a pretty easy gig. And, happily, the word vomiters in this particular case are my very good friends, Volkswagen Australia. No reference whatsoever to individuals is made or implied in this report. These quotes you're about to hear are attributed to an unnamed Volkswagen Australia spokesperson. For the purposes of this commentary, I'm assuming that these statements are made directly by the company and not by an identified individual who is clearly just doing his job and speaking for the company and probably working really hard for those assholes. It's also my honest, personal We are only too eager to import electric vehicles, but Australia's regulatory backwardness makes it almost impossible to make a case to the factories for prioritisation. Context is everything. (coughs) Think you'd agree? And Volkswagen is, of course, the world's acknowledged foremost emissions cheating criminal authority having intentionally conspired to defeat emissions laws by releasing 11 million illegally modified TDI vehicles worldwide between 2009 and 2015. That's a pretty impressive resume, subject to that being what you want to be renowned for. And I'd suggest it's quite reasonable to assume this unconscionable criminal act by Volkswagen caused or will cause the indiscriminate premature deaths of about 1,300 people. And they would be people just like you or me or your kids or perhaps your parents. That estimate is based on a peer-reviewed study published in the journal Environmental Research Letters and it was based on just the premature deaths in the USA. I just extrapolated it up in a straight line to the global number of vehicles wrapped up in this criminal scandal, so it's a directly proportional estimate, ballpark only, but I want you to know how I arrived at that number. Surely, killing some number of people, not unlike 1,300 people, as a consequence of a global criminal conspiracy within a public company which is partly friggin' government owned, surely... That is sufficient to earn widespread, enduring public opprobrium. And if not that, then, dude, what is? It gobsmacks me, therefore, that anyone in a senior position in any Volkswagen company thinks it's a good idea to occupy any sort of quasi-advocacy territory on emissions and their regulation. Criticising emissions regulations would be prudently avoided by Volkswagen for the time being, I'd suggest. At least it would be if I were running the corporate communications ship. In my view, the sheer hubris of jumping in on this is incredible. Plus, pro tip, okay, to Volkswagen Australia, I would suggest, with all due respect, i.e. none, Dudes, there's either a market for these electric Volkswagen shit heaps of yours, or there's not. You corporate weasels always champion the free market, except when it doesn't suit you, which seems oddly selective to me. Entertainingly, the word vomiting continued. First world markets, where there are significant penalties for failing to meet emissions targets, will naturally be the first in line for zero emissions vehicles. It is difficult to explain to parent companies that Australia continues to languish in Euro 5 with no intention of meeting Euro 6 until 2027. As the Volkswagen Group has frequently made clear, Australia is becoming an automotive Third world. Well, golly gee, Jim Bob, it does pain me to have to point out to a dipshit car maker subsidiary and, of course, Costello's cockheads at Car Advice that we are talking about two different things here contemporaneously. Euro 5 and Euro 6 are exhaust emission standards for internal combustion engines, and they have no bearing whatsoever on the commercial viability of EVs in any market, at least, not that I can see. These standards cover oxides of nitrogen, the notorious toxic compounds that senior executive Volkswagen assholes poisoned the world with, using 11 million of their vehicles as de facto toxin delivery systems just to pump up their profits. And hey, don't shoot the messenger here because this is a matter of historical fact. Nobody disputes this, at least nobody with their feet rooted in reality euro 5 and euro 6 also cover the emission of things like unburned hydrocarbons and carbon monoxide and carcinogenic particles but they don't cover co2 because co2 is not strictly speaking pollution co2 is an inevitable consequence chemically of hydrocarbon combustion NOx and unburned hydrocarbons and particles and carbon monoxide, all that other pollution stuff can be subverted to a great extent by clever engineering. But CO2 is problematic because it is intrinsic to combustion. If you want the energy out of the fuel, you must make that CO2. That's how this works. So even a moron, but Apparently, not Volkswagen Australia or car advice, can see that Euro 5 or Euro 6 have absolutely no bearing on making a case for shitbox Volkswagen EVs with the factory in Germany. The regulations that would make a difference on this are average CO2 emission standards. They call them CAFE standards in the US for corporate average fuel economy. CAFE. Because as just noted, fuel economy and CO2 emissions are flip side of the same combustion coin, okay? And because EVs don't emit tailpipe CO2, every EV a manufacturer sells reduces the average CO2 emissions of its fleet of vehicles. And that's what we're really talking about here, a regulatory requirement to meet average CO2 fleet emissions levels, this becomes a lever that demands the sale of a few EVs to make average CO2 numbers for manufacturers work and thereby avoid them having to pay substantial fines. But the vomiting continued, seemingly without end emissions regulations that lag more than a decade behind those of europe and a lack of accessible public charging stations diminish our company's case to the factory in germany for zero emission vehicle prioritization it's hilarious for me to see a the car maker with the world's most reprehensible environmental record this century preemptively apologising for its failure to sell allegedly clean vehicles here and blaming the regulatory environment for that failure before it happens. That's not, like, uh, totally ironic. And B, an alleged expert motoring publication hoovering up this bullshit without spilling a drop or asking a single tough question. If you want to see bad incentives bending proper journalism over, I would argue that this story is an excellent example of that. These comments from Volkswagen Shkaia actually reveal that the factory is tremendously supply-limited when it comes to their upcoming electric shitboxes. That's what they're really saying here. Because when a factory makes as many cars as it could conceivably sell, or more than that, which happens from time to time, every market gets whipped to sell more. It's like, here's your allocation, dudes. Just shut up and sell them. It's not as if there's a choice in this situation. One more final tiny Volkswagen vomit before I let you get back to allegedly working from home. As a consequence, other countries are even now receiving Volkswagen's range of relatively affordable electric vehicles, while the date for commencement for Australia's rollout is increasingly uncertain. Already, Australia is missing the latest and most efficient conventional engines. Imagine that, dude, like the tragedy. Australia missing out on the latest range of Volkswagen shitboxes. That's just terrible. Actually, it's not. It's pretty much a strong advertisement for the regulatory status quo, like, when you think about it. These chumps are, seemingly, operating under the delusion that more Volkswagens would be a good thing for Australia. Au contraire, I'd suggest. Volkswagens are certainly elegant vehicles and they generally go really well. Right up to the point when they defecate into their trousers unexpectedly one day out there on the road. And the parent company then throws you under the bus when you really were expecting at least a little bit of support. Let us not forget that evidence for this includes Volkswagen's ranking of 28th out of 33 brands in the recent 2021 JD Power US vehicle dependability study. Volkswagen's pants-pooping proclivity was identified there as being 35% worse than the industry average. (laughs) The company found itself ahead of just five other elite shitbox brands. Chrysler, Tesla, Jaguar, Alfa Romeo, and the world's leading shitbox, Land Rover. The last thing we need here, pretty clearly, I'd suggest, is any more of any of them.